Welcome everyone back to another edition of Cleve and Me. As we've been doing it on Fridays lately, don't get used to it, but it's been a couple weeks of some Friday fun before SmackDown and uh, his off day. My work week is over, so it is a good day for both of us at the moment. And uh, yeah, we're here to talk wrestling, obviously, for the millions and millions of wrestling fans. Uh, there's a lot going on in terms of wrestling talk, especially WWE and the potential sale that is coming sooner than later, as it seems. Uh, as it was first reported they re- a few days ago that a couple outlets said it was sold to the Saudi Arabia um, lands, I'll say, and uh, they have a lot of money. Uh, similar to if you're a golf fan, the Live Tour, it's backed by a lot of uh, Saudi money. And, you know, morally, that's one thing. But at the same time, Vince McMahon cares about the Dallas sign. So a lot of people thought that was official and there was a lot of talk on this matter. Anything, I mean, mostly when you go on Twitter, it's mostly not good anyways. But a lot of people just bashing this, uh, you know, first off with Stephanie now. Stepping down, and kudos to her. She had a successful surgery, I saw. Uh, I think I even screenshotted it. Nothing to do with why she stepped down, but she says thank you to her doctor for fixing her ankle. And so, yeah, now she has stepped down from that. We're going to focus on family and at the same time had a successful surgery. Uh, But Vince McMahon, you know, a lot of people didn't want him coming back at all. So that, that happens. People not happy. Then maybe selling to Saudi Arabia, where people don't like them. Another double, another negative. So that's two now. Uh, Cleve, what is your reaction to the potential sale? Uh, and where do you think it eventually ends up? Is there still a lot of companies in the mix, it seems? Um, I was against the sale from the moment the stories were leaked. Uh, we, a lot of, I know me and you, especially, were going back and forth about the group chat. You were saying how I wasn't, you know, big on change and whatnot. And that may be right to a certain extent, but I just feel it was a bad move to sell to Saudi Arabia just because of their, the different beliefs they have over there, especially when it comes to women's wrestling. We all know that when they do shows over there, women wrestlers, they can't show legs and, you know, arms and all that. They have to be fully covered up. So that's only one show, but imagine just them taking the company, and it really concerns the women's division because what you are on this company that have their own sets of beliefs. You also have Sami Zayn, who has never made a trip over to Saudi Arabia because of his heritage, and he, I think he is Syrian. I think he's Syrian, so they have conflict over there with them. So it's just a, it's just a really unfortunate situation it comes off as this man is being a bitter old man and i was taking his company back news of stephanie leaving was a sh- but i sort of read on twitter that someone kind of made sense you know, all the mess has been cleaned up now stephanie can step away so maybe she just came as a cleanup type person clean the company's image up because you know the whole vince sex scandal kind of put a dark image for time being 
so everything was cleared up she probably stepped down she probably also heard about the sales and what's against the sale also so just a lot of speculation on why she really stepped down but i'm just not a fan of it i would have not they could have sold to fox amazon i'm not for disney i'm not for disney either because i think disney also pushes agendas that are a bit too extreme for me but anybody but disney or saudi arabia would have just really i think saudi was just the worst just in my opinion yeah i mean a lot of people would agree that saudi arabia would be one of the options you're like oh man this is you know there's a lot of people that yeah, money's a good thing, but at the same time, if you're morally doing the wrong thing to a lot of people, and with the person at the top being Mr. Vince McMahon, who has a lot of things against him, it could lead to uh, some definitely interesting moments and for people to actually fall off in that matter. So I honestly, I don't really care who they sell to. If I had... To narrow it down, I would take the Saudis out probably just because it creates backlash no matter what I think. Um, I'm not really against it going anywhere else. Oh, I tell you right now, I don't want, and not because it's uh, AEW, but I don't want Tony Khan and the Khans to buy it because I I like the competition. I think it's good for wrestling. The last thing we need is everybody being under the same roof. I think with two entities right now, uh, that most people are familiar with with WWE and AEW, they're going about it the right way and creating the best possible viewership and at the same time bringing out the best in themselves with competition that kind of sits within the wrestling industry. Um, but you know, it's not nothing's official yet as of this minute. I've been looking things up and it's still kind of all over the place, obviously. People are going at Vince McMahon left and right, whether it's just verbally or documentation. He's he's probably just trying to sell this thing as quick as possible and get back uh, to what he does best. So be on the, you know, whenever that news breaks, we'll be covering more into it. It's kind of at a standstill right now, as I know a lot of people uh, were freaking out. I wouldn't hate Disney, um, but I could see why people wouldn't like Disney either. I just think there's a lot of decisions um, to be made, and they really just kind of need to take their time and take a step back from it all. Especially in the we should we should be talking Royal Rumble. We should be talking on the road to WrestleMania, not this type of stuff. Um, Cleveland, do you have anything more to say on that matter when it comes to the potential? Set? We know it's coming. It's just a matter of when, I guess. Well, I just think also I. I just sort of thought about this was just listening to you. I remember when WWE first graveyard, they had that incident where the reporter was apparently murdered over there in one of the Capitol buildings, and it was about that. And then you see Vince basically taking from them and doing a ten-year deal, ten-year show for I think it's like a, a billion dollars, I think a hundred million dollars. So I I think that's just where a lot it's just so much backlash coming from that. And I just feel Vince has to really think about it. I know it's a current lawsuit out right now against Vince, where a guy from I think Delaware is reporting that Vince fired three people on the board of commissions that was against the sales, and he replaced them with three people that were for it. So 
like Joe said, we should be focusing on the road to WrestleMania because we have three big pay-per-views coming up. But sadly, we have to talk about this. The future of WWE is um, is very bleak at the moment. And I agree, Last, I definitely agree. Tony Khan, the Khan should not buy WWE. They barely can even handle AEW. I think with two companies, it would just really be too overwhelming for young Tony Khan. Yeah, and man, that would be wild. That would be something wild. I mean, they, yeah, that would be. I mean, if he was just in control of everything, that he'd probably have to have some help realistically. You know, I'm sure he has a team right now. It'd be interesting to know who's more on that as we speak. But either way, we're going to keep you informed. We'll keep looking into it. Uh, I would still probably say. Saudi, I mean, Saudi Arabia has to, uh, the, whoever that company is has to be the leader uh, at this moment in time. We'll just carry it on from there. If they do do it, though, it won't be a good look, like I said. So they got to really uh, – And Vince McMahon probably don't give a crap either. He probably just wants to make a payday. So we'll see what happens. Uh, as long as the product don't change on my TV, which it hasn't for years with all, all the crap that's went on. Uh, we move on and we move forward. And that leads us into some interesting things, Mr. Cleave. Uh, what do you want to – let's see here. Where do we want to kind of start? Um, Cody Rhodes is definitely getting more packages. He's got to be coming at the Rumble, you would think. Oh, yeah, definitely. They've been promoting Cody hard. He is on the poster for the Royal Rumble, so – I'm pretty sure that he's going to be a surprise entrance. He is the favorite. I know, you know, the speculations with The Rock and whatnot, but Cody Rhodes coming back should be considered a favorite to win the Royal Rumble. And it will just be dope to see Cody. The last image we had of Cody was at Hell in a Cell with his arm all messed up. We were there. We were there. And it was a phenomenal match. Only disappointing thing, like we, I think we both agree that if he was 100%, we probably would have saw a lot more. But even with one arm, he still put on a phenomenal match. But I think we should talk about the tension in the bloodline that was hinted on Friday between Roman and Sammy, where Roman basically called out Sammy Zayn, which is, you know, seems just like, yo, why are you trying to be like me? Like, you guarantee a win, and then you go out there and make yourself look like a fool. Like, we all been speculating for months that eventually the bloodline will kick Sami Zayn now, but what if it's just the start of it? Sami did guarantee a victory. He did say him and Roma were going to beat KO and Cena, and they lost, and that makes him look bad and also makes Roman look bad, and uh, and he's not blood either. You know, the Usos, Soko, they're all blood. Sami Zayn's not blood, so – that plays a big factor to who he is within the bloodline. So I just thought that was something real interesting to look out for as the weeks leading up to the Royal Rumble. Funny you mentioned that because I was going to do SmackDown in a little bit, but then I also saw on across my feed that we all know Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens fight on SmackDown. I really do think the loser – which will probably be Sami Zayn. To me, it's hard um, to build up Kevin Owens for this Royal Rumble match if you're going to have him lose straight to Sami. I, what I think, Cleve, I think he's going to lose Sami Zayn, and then this is the official turn. Um, 
because that means Roman Reigns can then blame Sami Zayn for having to fight Kevin Owens because Sami Zayn couldn't take care of business. It's that's kind of where my current thinking is at. And that way then too, I don't know exactly because they've ch- always changed it the last few years. What's going to exactly happen? I know we'll have elimination chamber, but outside of that, we'll see what happens. I could see where the turn could happen. And then, you know, we might see a Rami, uh, a Sammy versus Roman match before WrestleMania, before a big one happens. That's, that's my current thinking. Do you agree or disagree with that? I love it. It's sort of a, it builds up a storyline. I mean, that's pretty, that was actually really good. You should be right, Joe. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> that was just Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> you called it last week. Joe's on the hot streak. You called it last week that it would be KO against Roman at the Royal Rumble. Boom. It's KO versus Roman at the Rumble. Um, KO wins tonight. This will probably be the final straw. And then Jay can finally say, I told you so, Roman. I told you not to trust this guy. He would be nothing but bad news for the bloodline. And then Roman finally snaps and says, you know what? You're right. This is your fault. I have to go against KO again. So I really like that. It's it's a possibility that it could happen. And I mean, like we said, I know it's a long shot, but Sami Zayn has, has that underdog story just waiting to be told. And maybe it doesn't get to the world title or nothing like that, but I think him and Roman – would honestly put on a banger of a match. Yeah, and let's not forget that um, this storyline was supposed to not go as long as it did, but Sammy had so much love that there would have been just idiotic to stop the goodness of Mr. Sammy Zayn. So I can't imagine it. They carry this over. I mean, this is, it seemed like something that's doing really good, but at the same time, um, you have a chance to complete the full circle here. And I think they take that time sooner than later. That, you know, you could see Roman getting edgier. Um, you could see where he's plotting some lines where it's like, all right, Sami Zayn's still around, but how long is he actually going to be on the uh, good side of things? So that's very interesting to me. I'm glad you brought. Uh, that up. I'm also looking at uh, trying to see. Hey, I got to bring this up because we did talk about Bobby Lashley and could her business come back at all ever. How about MVP uh, as we jump around here, kind of, you know, throwing it out there to Mr. Bobby that, uh, hey, we're open for business. I love it. I, I believe Shelton and Cedric actually teamed up in the tag team turmoil on Monday. So it seems like they're hinting at a return of the Hurt Business. The Hurt Business was really cool at the time. It was very unique. It was probably one of the best factions in a long time. Sadly, it ended the way it ended. I think they could have had a couple more months as you hear my dog barking. But yeah, it would be really cool to see Bobby comes back as a I'm guessing a heel, or it doesn't even matter. With MVP on the microphone, to sell any faction. Yes, as I think you know, I think the dog has to be strongly agreeing with you for sure on that one. Uh, I'm going, I mean, I hope it does come back together because to me, 
Um, that faction just made too much sense at the time. And it's been a while now. You could easily bring it back and just roll, let the good times roll. I just thought that was something interesting since I know you are a very big Bobby Lashley fan. I'm also looking here. Uh, what are, you know, Strowman? I don't, I don't think he's going to beat Walter. Um, but a loss doesn't really look good for the big guy either all the time. It, it's interesting. I like how they have a title match tonight, but what are the chances Walter loses like 2%? Maybe 3%. Oh, be very, I think it would be a very low chance. I think they'll put on a phenomenal match, a bang of a match, two big guys. No doubt. But I don't think this wall, I don't think this loss would hurt Braun Strowman that much, honestly, because this is more about putting Walter over as more of a dominant intercontinental champion. He's been champion for months and months now. Really good. He's actually brought back relevancy to the intercontinental champion. So I think it would be a win win situation. But as I was talking, this I just a bleach report notification just came up on my phone where Triple H had a meeting with the talent. Um, Triple H spoke with the WWE talent and basically said that Vince is returning to see whether or not they sell and who should they sell to. He will not be in control of the creative team or process. So that's it. So it seems good news that Vince McMahon will not be anywhere near creative writing. Thank goodness, because we know last time he was in charge. A lot of wrestlers were pushed back and a lot of guys were pushed that had no business being pushed. Yeah, I see that as well. Uh, that Triple H led uh, meeting today in Green Bay. He told Vince McMahon's return is to see whether or not they sell what they should do. Like you said, things will not tra- change creatively. So Another big source to back you up makes a lot of sense, uh, which actually I'm pretty happy about because we don't need drastic changes when we're in the playoff run of what we call uh, wrestling entertainment. We don't need to mess with what's going on. Let Fine. You know, it, that's an owner. Vince, he gets to decide what he wants to do. I get it. He's back on board. Uh, but worry about that, and let's have the show go on, as I'm sure a lot of talent's been easily confused and what the heck's going on and all that good uh, not-so-good stuff, to be quite honest. But at least they're getting their word out there and letting the people know what's up and setting them, you know, even us as fans are like, what the, you know, heck is going on? So I'm good that... Uh, you were able to bring that up because I just looked into it and we can confirm that as well. So, you know, I'm trying to think. I'm just trying to stay on the big, big place. I'm looking a little bit at AEW. Um, I know that they had, you know, MJF. Did you see that he talked? Because Freddie Prince Jr. used to be on the WWE Creative. Did you see that MJF was talking shit live on AEW to Freddie Prince Jr. on uh, Dynamite? I saw clips of it, but yeah, I do remember that Freddie was a creative writer for the WWE at one point, so I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, you know, they had a uh, good card. Brian Danielson had a good match against a guy from New Japan. Um, Jungle Boy and Hook fought. Uh, people were disappointed, though, Clee, before we wrap things up here, that uh, 
you know, the crowd thought that Soraya's partner, now formerly known as Paige, as you won the jackpot, um, was going to have a mystery partner, and everyone thought it was going to be Mercedes Monet, Sasha Banks. It was not. It was Tony Storm, and it was a pretty big disappointment uh, to the fans. But I, we called that one. We knew Sasha ain't coming right away. No, she's too busy collecting the checks in Japan at the moment. Uh, that does suck, though. Can you imagine expecting to see Sasha Banks? And then you, it's Tony Storm. Like, you know, like I said, I'm not big on Sasha anymore, but I still know what her name, whatever you want to call her now, Mercedes, whatever. She's oh, still man. A, <laughs> she's still a very important person in the wrestling community, but. AW, you have to stop doing this. Remember, we talked about this last year, how every week it was a big surprise, big surprise. And then when the surprise comes, it's like, eh, like, eh, okay, he's back. Who cares? It's not like you're going to hype somebody return, and it needs to be big. You need to live up to the expectation. Tony Storm is not living up to an expectation like that. No, not at all. Uh, as much as I enjoy her content on and off the screen, um, Another note here, Adam Cole, we all know him from NXT days to now AEW. He has returned for the first time in August. He told the fans, and I quote, I have given you nothing for six months, but you are still there for me. For that, I'm eternally grateful. Thank you. The bad news is it's not for me. The bad news is for the AEW locker room because Adam Cole is back. I'm not going anywhere. So I, I like to see him back. I know there's a lot of reports on people saying, ah, maybe blah, 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 not the best shape, smart. Ah, whatever. I've always liked Adam Cole. It's always good for wrestling when he's uh, in the middle of it, don't you think? Are you team? Uh, are you? Uh, he seems cool, but he's not like – he's not the needle thread. He's not going to move the program forward. and Honestly, I think Daniel Bryan is better than Adam Cole. I think he's more entertaining. You know, I don't Cole. like Daniel you're Bryan. A, you're a hater of Daniel Bryan, but you like Adam Cole. I don't see really how the at least Daniel Bryan could talk on a mic. Adam, it looks believable as a, a world's champion. Adam Cole, to me, he just seems like another guy that left, and he just – I was actually going to ask you about Adam Cole. When he said he returned, what has he done? But it seems like he has done nothing since he went over there, and it's – He's just another face in the crowd over there. What happened to all these other? Well, he was injured. Guys? Yeah, well, they all injured now. I mean, they're always getting injured. That's. But what happened a lot of wrestlers? I, I'm going. I want. I want Randy Orton back. I hope his back's getting better. I hope so too. He's really, oh, Matt, maybe Matt Riddle cleans up his act in rehab, and he can make a WrestleMania push. There's a lot of guys actually missing out at the moment. That it's so crazy. WWE goes so fast, but you don't realize some like wrestling in general. You don't realize how sometimes guys be gone for eight months, they come back, he's like, damn, where the hell he's been at? He's like, oh, he's hurt. Like, even Big E, I think Big E's going on, what, almost a year and well, a half. Well, broken neck, that's going to, yeah. yeah, I don't know if I'll ever be back. Yeah, well, so, yeah, yeah, he might not. I heard reports that he might consider retirement, sadly, because it's only like 36 or something. But that's just the crazy thing about injuries in wrestling is, like, the business goes on regardless of the injury or whatnot. And then sometimes you can be forgotten about. And I think Adam Cole has a lot of making up to do. If he didn't do nothing these last six months, he really needs to show the AEW fans why he's a valuable asset to them. Absolutely. And lastly, congratulations to the elite as 
carry my way. No, their song is great. Uh, but they just won the trio's title. It went best of seven. They won four to three against Death Triangle. They didn't need seven matches, but honestly, every one of them is great. So it was a uh, fun way to go about the trio's championships. So that's kind of what's going on um, there. Obviously, Danielson and Mr. MJF will be feuding for a while. That looks to be um, – I can't get over the real – Cleve, the, uh, I know it's known, but I, every time I see Big Bill instead of uh, – Big chaos, like Big Bill, just reminds me of like a trucker that like just uh, I don't even know, just just a Big Bill coming at you. It's just kind of funny. He's but he's uh, in full blast on AEW. Um, taking a step back here, really though, you know, Cleve, what do you have anything else you want to drop on us from Raw, SmackDown, AEW, NXT, anything else, anything at all that we uh, didn't cover in the topics we did today? The election is really taking, um, is progressing. Uh, Nikki Ash sort of sort, seems like she went back to a creepy character. I, I don't know if you saw the interview where she was in the dark room and whatnot. Um, Uncle Howdy, I think Uncle Howdy made a wrong. Oh, Lisa Bliss had a great, that's a good point. She had a great moment on Monday Night Raw. Um, a lot of people loved it. And Uncle Howdy came out again. And this story is taking its time doing, you know, everyone's kind of always wants to know what happens next. I think we got our next step here. And what's so cool about this storyline too, they're protecting uncle Howdy's character so much that he's not allowed to take his mask off backstage. They want to keep any leaks, any rumors. They don't want anything leaking about the true identity of this person. Even though a lot of us speculators, Bo Dallas, we could all be wrong and it could be someone else, but, that just shows you that WWE Triple H is more focused on long-term, long-term storyline building instead of rushing it. We get a match in a week and then they forget about it. no slow burning, keep the fans anticipated. Uh, Bray Wyatt, I know he had his first official, well, he had a dark match against Gender at a live event, but he has not wrestled a match yet since coming back to WWE. And he's just been cutting great promos. Uncle Howdy finally made an appearance on the stage as Bray Wyatt was in the ring. So it cuts the speculations of Bray Wyatt was Uncle Howdy. We got Alexa Bliss, dark character back. Nikki Ash is doing some creepy stuff. Long-term storyline Long-term storyline is the best thing for all brand of wrestling. It gives the fans time to actually get into it. And after a while, either they don't like it or they do. But I think we can all agree that all of us so far are liking this, just like the bloodline. They're going on two years strong, and I'm still looking for more contact for them. Contact for them. Yeah, I could not agree uh, more with that. I think that is a very good uh, path. You know, long long term storytelling is key. I do want to give a quick shout out to Shelton Benjamin. Uh, as he was on main event, and he just hit his 20th uh, year of wrestling. I cannot believe that. And on top of that, my closeout is going to be this. Go Tampa Bay Monday night, beat down on those shitty-ass Cowboys. Uh, as my horse is out of the race, I will be all over Tampa Bay. Uh, Cleve, give us a minute of garbage from why you don't think so. And uh, isn't that a long time, 20 years for Mr. Shelton? 
Well, first, I'm going to speak on Shelton Benjamin. I remember when he first came around with Charlie Haas, and they teamed up with Kurt Angle to create the world's greatest tag team. They were probably one of the best tag teams on SmackDown at the moment. Clearly, Shelton was a, two, a couple steps higher than Charlie Haas, but I think they made a fantastic tag team. To see him still around 20 years looks great in the ring still to be a 20-year vet. The only sad thing about Shelton's career is they never put the championship belt on Shelton, even when he was white hot at a few times in his career as a golden standard or early in his career. He should have won the world's title one time, but congratulations to Shelton Benjamin for 20 years of excellent wrestling. And yeah, now back to the big thing, the Cowboys in Tampa. Of course, uh. Mr. Joe, of course, Mr. Joe would cheer for the Bucks. His team went four and eleven and one this season, so you know he didn't have much to cheer for at the end of the year, and he lost to the Texans. Um, so you know he's a hater anyway. But anyway, <clears throat> I will say this though: the Cowboys losing to the Commanders last game of the season did. Um, was a joke. Well, joke, and I could be in bullcrap. Was the last game of the season? It is very concerning that Dak is throwing interceptions, whether. It is his fault or it isn't. It's half and half. But I think we will beat the Bucks. I just don't think Tampa has the firepower, and Tom Brady is not the Tom Brady of old. You could sit here and you could all this. No. We've seen a lot of games this year. I see the box scores and all that. Well, Brady will have 300 yards, but he won't have touchdowns. And I think they only scored 30 points two times this season. This is clearly not the Bucks team from previous years before. But now, not to say I'm not going to take them lightly because lightly because at the end of the day, it's the playoffs and it's Tom Brady. And it's in Tampa. It's in Tampa. So anything is possible, but I have a 80% chance that the Cowboys will beat Tampa. I don't think – I think it may be a close game. I don't care about your percentage bullshit. Let's get a score. My score is going to be – my score is going to be – Tampa Bay, uh, 24, Dallas, 20. Oh, okay. I'll go 30-17, Cowboys. Oh, wow. And the last thing also, Myron, I know I crapped on your Giants a lot. You guys, honestly, I think you guys can honestly beat the Vikings because I think we all believe that the Vikings are probably one of the real pretenders in the NFC. So You're wrong. Giants are going to lose. Oh, boy. Coming from a guy team. No, that would probably be a good game. Uh, But, no, that being said, everybody, enjoy the playoff football this weekend um, because now it goes wild card round, then divisional round next week. And then the weekend of the championship games in Royal Rumble. So there is a lot. If you're a football fan, wrestling fan, uh, you are in glory right now knowing what's coming, especially if you're as lucky to have a team like Cleve with the Cowboys, Tones with the Bucks, mine with the Giants, and Joey with nobody. But that's how it goes this 2022-2023 season. And, hey, we'll be back at Live in Asia. Uh, we do have a couple of guests lined up, Cleve. I've been on the works with that for Royal Rumble the next two weeks, actually. We'll also get Tampa Tones back as another co-host. So we are going to be having a plethora. Uh, not only we're going to have a couple live shows in a podcast. So three things before the Rumble. That going to be January twenty eighth, a Saturday, uh, in Texas. Uh, Cleve, any last words before we go? 
Um, just looking forward to our guests for next week. Um, Miss Tampa Tones, you know, it's always nice to have Mr. Tampa Tones, even though he talks a bunch of nonsense. It's always good to have him, and I'm looking forward to having a guest. And thank you, all our listeners that tune in every week for Cleve and me and go Cowboys. Go Tampa Bay. And we'll see y'all next week as we get another step closer. I'm here to rumble. Ooh, ooh, ooh.